0: Welcome to our Lilla podcast in collaboration with Ellen and Overy Luxembourg on Harvey, a groundbreaking generative AI platform. I'm Benedict Kurt, I'm a counsel in our Luxembourg banking team. I'm also head of knowledge and I'm also a board member of the board of directors of Lilla. I have the pleasure today to share this podcast with Catherine DiLorenzo. Who is a partner in our Ellen Overy Luxembourg office? Catherine is the head of our IP data and tech practice. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you very much. So, Catherine, in recent weeks, the news about the partnership between Ellen and Overy and Harvey have uh, grabbed the headlines and have gained a lot of traction on social media and in the Luxembourg and international press. But let us get back to the basics first for the benefit of our audience today. What is Harvey? And as you know, a majority of our Lilla members have a legal or compliance background. Why is Harvey relevant for the legal industry?
1: Yeah, so Harvey is a legal tech platform, uh, which is uh, partially owned by OpenAI. Um, and Harvey uses generative AI to draft or generate text. Um, In other words, Harvey is an artificial intelligence, AI lawyer based on the most cutting edge artificial intelligence currently on the planet. It's based also on the ChatGPT models that that you may know by having used them yourself already. Um, Harvey interacts with you via natural language allowing you to delegate tasks by giving just simple instructions and to receive back complex work products that would otherwise take hours to complete. Um, Just to be a bit more specific, what can you do with Harvey? Um, Harvey can, for instance, help you do legal research and draft legal provisions. For instance, if you say, Harvey, draft me a liability clause in favor of a vendor, for instance, the tool will draft a clause for you. Obviously, it will still require you to review it and fine-tune it, but you have a basis to start off. Harvey can also summarize or explain information, make amendments to legal provisions, translate information, rewrite drafts. So for instance, if you have drafted an email and then you say, Harvey, create this email in a more formal or informal or exciting way, um, the tool will redraft it. So many use cases and one that I was, uh, also already uh, used a lot myself. Another example which where Harvey was really handy was that I had um, the opportunity to do a presentation at um, Berkeley University Privacy Law Forum together with a professor of Berkeley law. And um, we did a comparison between US and EU data protection laws. So I used Harvey saying, give me a comparison of both laws, and basically it was to 99% correct. He missed some l- latest updates, but uh, we could really use this as a basis for our presentation. It saved us several hours of work. Interesting, Catherine. So the
0: next question is obviously, how does Harvey work and where does
1: Harvey get its data from? So starting with where the data comes from, actually it comes from the World Wide Web and is up to date, including up to summer 2021. So when I gave you the example of the Berkeley Privacy Law Firm, the information that was missing was the latest development of, on Safe Harbor for data transfers, but actually who can keep up to date with those kind of things? Um, on the question of how it works, um, without going too much into technical lingo, but we still need to do a little bit of that, Harvey is an unsupervised neural network model that learns to produce natural language replies to chat inputs. Um, And those those are often referred to as large language models or LLMs. So unsupervised learning is a type of machine learning that finds patterns and structures in data without using any labels or predefined objectives A natural network is a type of artificial intelligence that uses a series of algorithms to determine patterns within data dataset by mimicking the approach a human brain would have to take to the same problem. So basically it's smart technology. When you ask Harvey a question, it is searching for numerical representations that make the most statistical sense in the context of all the patterns that it has found. What this means is that Harvey does not truly understand what you're saying, it merely predicts the next word in a sequence of words based on the words that came before it. Very
0: interesting. Thank you, Catherine. Uh, it appears to me that Harvey is not only another AI platform among others, but an actual game changer for a law firm like Ellen Overy and also our clients. Do you tend to agree with that statement and why?
1: Yes, of course I do agree. Harvey is a revolutionary platform that we expect to transform the way we eventually, are, and eventually all law firms and our clients in the future do, our, do their business. It's about creating efficiencies paired with our high quality legal expertise. Harvey will allow us to supplement and enhance the work we do. It's neither a cost nor a corner-cutting measure. Instead, it acts like a high-powered legal assistant which tackles legal problems with initial fact-finding and doing baseline drafting work. In the end, it will be up to our lawyers to finesse, edit and improve that work. Thank you, Catherine. And have Ellen Overy encountered
0: any challenges or limitations when using Harvey so far? And if so, how have you addressed those?
1: Yes, I think I alluded to this already. So some of the challenges we see is that data may not always be up to date. So if you rely on a research done by Harvey, you will not have the guarantee that you will have the latest case law from the European Court of Justice from last week included. So there's still that kind of limitation. In addition to that, as I explained the way Harvey works, Harvey may also sometimes invent assumptions, have so-called hallucinations, which causes it to get the wrong answer. Um, Basically, Harvey will never say, I don't know. Harvey will give you an answer, but it may be an invented one. So you you cannot trust Harvey in all circumstances to 100%. That's why I say that Harvey is a good assistant, but it cannot replace the lawyer. Thank you, Catherine.
0: So I think it's, it's fair to say that adequate risk assessment and management is key when it comes to the use of artificial intelligence platforms and technologies, not only for us as lawyers and the legal function as a whole, but also for our clients who are or who will be using this type of technologies in the future. Catherine, in your capacity as IP IT expert, Can you please tell us more about some of the main risks that you identify from a data privacy, copyright or other perspective and the attention points uh, for a company or individual wishing to use this type of technologies? I would be very interested to hear that.
1: That's a loaded question, if I can say it like that, and uh, it will need more than five minutes to answer it, but in a nutshell, um, The key problems that uh, clients should uh, think about, are, of course, as you mentioned, data protection. So whenever a company wants to allow the use of LLMs um, for their internal purposes, they should think about the fact that the use of personal data in the questions um, put to the tool um, can create issues um, because you will share data with the provider of the tool, the data will be memorized, may be reused for answers by other companies. So those kind of issues you should have in mind um, and, and tackle upfront. Another thing that uh, a company should have in mind is um, on, the, on the IP side. On the one hand, for the input to Huawei, um, you may want to make sure that your employees do not include data which is covered by trade secrets, because, as I mentioned, it's in there, it stays in there, can be reused, potentially. Um, And another point is um, the output. When you look at today's legislation on copyright, um, the originality of the work, which is one of the criteria in order for a work to be considered as um, covered by the copyright protection, requires still that um, the author's personality and his or her creative activity is reflected in the work and that per se can only be done by a human, not by a machine. So those are considerations that uh, should be front and center, protect your trade secrets, protect uh, your information that you input into the tool, um, comply with data protection laws. And then going forward, looking forward, there's also the draft regulation on artificial intelligence, which is in the pipeline, which is uh, currently being um, looked at on on a European level. And um, there, the legislation will include requirements on transparency, governance, IT security, but not just for the uh, companies who create AI, but also for those who use it. Um, and the legislation with the hype around ChatGPT 4 and similar tools um, is currently being reviewed in order to potentially include specific um, conservation requirements um, for the use of those kind of tools. So this is currently being done. Um, I think from a from a company perspective, right now, what can you do right now is have a policy and a procedure of regulating the use of these kind of tools in your company. Because the question is not whether you allow for this to happen or not. Probably if you would make a a little survey in your company asking who has already used ChatGPT4 for for work, probably a majority of your staff will say, I did it. So they will have access to it. They will use it, it's convenient. Then you need to regulate it either you block access that's one opportunity uh, one possibility sorry that you can um, apply the other uh, possibility is to frame it implement best practice rules and simple uh, policies like do not include personal data do not include anything into the tool that you would not include in google searches so kind of Seems easy, but those kind of things um, should really be regulated and staff should be informed about those rules. And not just posting a 30 pages policy on the internet, but via um, a short training to raise awareness. Mm -hmm. So best practices,
0: a lot of common sense, and some policies. That's a good summary. Okay, looking ahead now. How do you see the use of artificial intelligence, technologies like Harvey, evolving in in the legal profession? And what are the main opportunities and challenges that you anticipate?
1: I think Harvey or similar AI tools have the potential to revolutionize the legal industry. They are here to stay. So the question is not... Should I use them? But how should I use them, and how should I create a framework for using them in the right way? There are great opportunities for us to use Harvey. It will enable us to work faster, more efficiently. But obviously, while still reviewing meticulously our out the output that comes from Harvey, in order to maintain the gold standard quality that we are known for. And I, uh, you know was the first law firm in the world to have an enterprise level access to Harvey. So we have already a little bit of experience with it. Regarding the challenges, what we often hear from people is that they are worried that Harvey or similar technologies may lead to making lawyers redundant, now or in the future, actually. I think the the idea about Harvey is not about replacing lawyers. It's a platform that will allow us to work smarter and faster Um, But it will change the way we work, but we will still need lawyers. The skill set of these lawyers may change going forward. So a junior will have to learn how to critically analyze the output from an AI tool. Um, We'll still need drafting skills in order to revise and improve the content. So there's no place for being like... There's no world where we do not need lawyers anymore. Another concern that we often hear is whether junior lawyers may be less well-trained as a result of not going through the traditional uh, route of passage. We don't think that this is true, because look at 20 years ago, uh, when the internet uh, search and online legal databases started to become a mainstream, this had also quite an impact on our uh, on our profession. So we think that getting familiar with uh, AI tools is important for any lawyer's training and also for the preparation for where the legal profession is headed. Lawyers will, as I said, still need to be trained as lawyers and um, to do the work of lawyers. And Harvey is a tool that has the potential to make us just more efficient and, and take some of the dodgery out of certain kinds of legal work. So basically for us, in our view, this is a win-win for both lawyers and our clients because we can focus more on the thoughtful legal work and our clients will benefit from the increased efficiency.
0: Very interesting. Thank you so much, Catherine, for sharing these insightful views with the audience and with me today. Exciting times ahead for the legal industry. Um, Whilst it's probably difficult to see where the new normal of the the legal function will be in the future, it is pretty clear that technology uh, and the challenges and opportunities that come with it will continue to change and shape the future of the legal
1: profession. Thank you very much, Catherine. Have a great day. Thank you, Benedict. And I'm looking forward to uh, exploring this challenge together with you.